five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto FC and Vancouver Whitecaps FC soccer clubs. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Glad to be here. Hello. Jordan, you look perplexed. Uh, he's just confused that he sees me here uh, and hears me here. That's that's it. That is definitely it. <laughs> yes, that, is, that is definitely it. It has nothing to do with my taxes. But anyways, I'll look at that after. Ooh. Is it a tax, tax uh, episode today? Yes, that's what this episode will be called. Well, taxes are due at the end of the month. They are indeed. And mine should have been done. But anyways... I won't go into that. That's a much more boring podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, we're, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the kickoff of the major league soccer, uh, league, uh, regular season. Uh, things are underway here and, uh, yeah. Yeah. We can talk about, uh, HFMD. <laughs> that, well, you, you know that so well. I mean, I had to look yeah, up I mean, two weeks ago when you shared if, it and then I'm like, oh, that's bad. If someone had told me there's something that's that's called HMFD. I'm like, I think, I think that's the wrong way of saying HDMI, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get you better audio and video. No for, man, uh, that was a single cable. That's kind of like why I was gone. And when, when you have a little kid that, that is, you know, going to daycare, it's like every overwatch season is a different disease that I get like different patches. <laughs> yeah. Different patches is a good way. Yeah, and they put, it's, it's they push out patches weekly oh, yeah. um, with the daycare. Yeah, um, we we did it all like you know the, the flu shots. We thought, yeah, we we're gonna be prepared. Nothing, nothing works. Nothing works. No, I mean the the trade off is that daycare is a good way for a young person to build up their own immune system. Oh yeah, but boy, oh boy, like that. What brings they bring home and knocks them down for two or three days? Once it passes on to you, it's like, well, um, I had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much takes you out. <clears throat> But uh, no, we are not talking about the Major League Soccer franchises in Vancouver and Toronto because it would leave Montreal mm -hmm. feeling a little bit left out. And it, Lord knows Jordan over here would start talking about the Cavalry FC and things that just go all skew. But we are going to talk about Vancouver Titans, kind of, and the Toronto uh, Defiant, mostly, and as well the fact that uh, the season is getting close. Schedules Ooh. are being leaked. <laughs> I mean, is, is it leaked if it's an official channel? but not officially a schedule. Who knows? Um, but the Western Pro-Am is uh, all set and done. We've got some results there. Season four in uh, Overwatch 2 is out. We've got a new hero and in the fine print, a new map-ish. Um, some adjustments and all that jazz. But uh, let's, uh, let's start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. If we go back and couple weeks uh, the vancouver titans had wrapped things up uh, found themselves on the outside looking in the toronto <clears throat> defiant were on the uh, way to uh, setting themselves as an opportunity to look uh, from uh, the inside out 
And uh, Toronto did just that. Um, they unfortunately did get things underway uh, against Houston uh, in a match that, you know, Jordan and I had said could go either way. Houston wins 2-1. Uh, but the rest of the round robin for Toronto was easy peasy lemon squeezy with uh, not a map loss against the two contenders teams, uh, Twisted Minds and Redbird Eat Sports. Uh, and uh, I mean, I was going to say the contenders team, New York Excelsior, but that disrespects NYXL. <laughs> I mean, they lost, right? To Twisted Minds at the end there. Yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, I like Shockwave, right? We all like him. <laughs> uh, good player. I miss him a little bit. What, what can you say? <laughs> Twisted Minds, you know, is arguably a low-tier Overwatch League team. Yeah, they have KSA, right? Well, not just KSA. I think they had. Um, who else did they have? It's been so long. Uh, I mean, no, just no, like no, look it up. Just like tie, uh, tying it up to the, um, you know, our podcast lore, the Vancouver oh, Titans yeah. and connection. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> Peps was the retirement home. They were the one with a whole bunch of former. Ah, players. Peps. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Toronto in this like group stage looked good. I mean, I mean, Houston. The, it's it's tough uh, some of these matches because they're like best of three. Um, it, it it can go either way most of the time, especially when we're dealing with two good Overwatch teams, uh, Overwatch League teams. Mm-hmm. I think they played well. Um, I, I felt like they improved as you know time went by, like most of the teams. Well, you know, you brought up best of three. Um, Jordan and I talked about this two weeks ago. What were your thoughts on the best of three? I don't like it. I guess it was more of a necessity, right? Because otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going forever. And, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I look at that match against Houston, and let's say it was best of five. There's a part of me that wonders if Toronto doesn't actually end up winning it, just based on how their you know, play style evolved over the course of that one match. But then one can also suggest that best of five makes it a whole lot more interesting when uh, they find themselves uh, uh, getting into uh, the single knockout when yeah. uh, Toronto uh, may have, I don't know, opened a door slightly um, to allow for uh, a reverse sweep to, to take place. But, uh, but no, I'm, I feel like the best of three, it just made things too quick. Like you make, yeah, one bad map, and suddenly, you know, you, you you could have a close one, and you're you're out two zero. Yeah, it's just done way too quick, way too quick. We're gonna like talk a little bit about the performances before we address that Boston match, because I guess this is like the big <laughs> one that we can talk about. Well, okay, I, I have to be you know completely transparent in saying I didn't get to watch any of the uh, the action um, over the course of Rem- uh, the. Yeah, what 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 was your thought play. going into this game like against Boston then? Well, I I would be lying if I weren't to say that I felt Boston was going to walk over Toronto. Yeah, cuz they um, looked good before that. Yeah, so. like the the little action I had seen some of the replays in that Boston was everything that we'd expected it to be. I think Jordan, you had pointed out that maybe Boston, yeah, good on paper. We've seen what happens when the the sum of all those parts doesn't equal success. But none of that seemed at all an issue. Yeah. In the round robin. Um so to have Toronto go up 2-0 and and go up 
2.0 in very, very clean fashion. The the 2.1 didn't worry me, but the 2.2 had me like, oh my goodness, this is this is Toronto. Because like, you know, Vancouver, I don't know if Vancouver really took the Pro Am seriously. I'm not saying that that's as an excuse. It was they they made some interesting choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas Toronto, Toronto didn't make interesting choices unless it was quite clear and apparent that they sure. were going to win. And the concern of how Toronto gets in the way of itself did come out once Boston goes and ties it up. Um, especially considering how Boston had played to this point. Yeah, it was it was interesting for me because I had said kind of the the week prior um I caught a number of matches but Boston and I want to say LA as well were a couple of teams that I really didn't catch much of their action. Boston I don't think I watched a single game of theirs prior to this past weekend. So I really wasn't yeah. certain about them and I talked to a few people and they said yeah, you know, Birdring was killing it. Decay was really performing. Yes. Um, they seemed really good. So I was worried. And then seeing them play Toronto, it was like, right. Birdring, really? I didn't see too much of him, you know? And, <clears throat> and I do think that that was a pretty big factor, honestly, from what I can surmise from the week prior to, uh, to the game against Toronto. Seems like maybe he was a bit of a missing piece in the Toronto game. He didn't quite play up to the same, uh, standard that he had previously. Right. Um, Decay was, Good, but certainly not what I would have thought from the conversations I had. So I think, yeah, Toronto just looked really good. And Boston looked good once they turned things around. But, uh, yeah, Toronto was was fun to watch. A a friend of mine actually, in talking about that matchup, uh, said that that match was all Hydron, not Hydroff. Yeah, true. (laughs) And and certainly when, when Hydron, I mean, switches it on, dude is cracked, right? Like... He he can make some amazing shots, and I think I could be remembering the wrong match, but was that the one started with Antarctica and uh, he was on Hanzo and he was picking people off from oh, yeah. the tiniest you know tiniest pixels as they were yeah. jumping away and stuff like that. Um, he's he's really impressive. I'm I'm very pleased that uh, that we picked him up, and and you know I don't think that was super unknown because I think he showed some of that on Florida last season. But uh, yeah. so far, you know, working with his team this this year, it's it's looking good. Yeah. Before uh, I I wanted to touch that point on, on Hydron, but um, on that Boston match, when I, I did catch uh, most of their matches, they went into this game four uh, zero, but they did not drop a single map. Like two zero, two zero, two zero. Everything was two zero. Mm. Uh, some people claimed like, oh, outside of the contenders team uh contenders teams they played they had to face washington justice and la gladiators which at the time nobody thought they were actually good <laughs> going into the season mm-hmm. so maybe that was a part like maybe boston isn't as good as, as some of the other teams but then they go in and, and we saw that hydrant show and, and man that guy mm-hmm. um there is a little bit t- tingling sense of worry with hydron uh that i remember last year you brought up Florida Mayhem, and at the start of the season, when he just came on the scene, he was described in the same breath like a Kevster or like uh, the other like elite MVP level uh, players, which he was. And then he kind of dropped off, and hopefully, with with like 
the team is on right now with that synergy and the type of, of, of bravado they bring into the table. Maybe maybe he will be able to keep that level. He's actually, I think, above that level. At least if looking just at this um, tournament, he, he looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other squad did really look good as well. I mean, Kaluj fits right in, in there. Like We saw Speedily, we saw a little bit of Sam. Obviously, everybody knows about their support line, which is great. Um... That the funny part is they were a hair close before lopsidedly sweeping Boston in three zero because they ha- held Hanamura. They couldn't even get to one right. Uh, was- Boston couldn't get to, to the uh-huh. first point, and I thought, well, w- what a stomp! Not only like beating Boston because the previous two maps were a roll, mm-hmm. and now this one looks like another roll. Yeah, but a then, full hold went to a fuller hold. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like one of those <laughs> micro situations in, in Overwatch when, when a team gets too comf- uh, comfortable or they have too much time in a time bank mm-hmm. and they kind of start sabotaging themselves. And maybe that's kind of like a thing that we should worry about a team like, like Toronto where they start to play with their food, even though their food might be a little bit too spicy to, to, to be played with, <laughs> if that makes sense. And, and which... which Boston, it kind of gets spicier the longer exactly. you live. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I had some spicy noodles before this. I, I, I definitely feel like uh, <laughs> you shouldn't play around with that. And, and you know, the, the last map, though, I, I can say they did come strong. I think it was Li Zhang, right? The last, yes. last map. They had to close it out. I feel like it was a better play from, from Toronto. I'm happy they won. Yeah. Of course. It's a good statement win, and like, and that's when you know, because because you know they lost to uh, Houston, obviously, but but um, even going out the way they did, and we can talk about this, you know, after the, after we the, we finish this game, at least we know that like they can create a punch with uh, apparently a contender uh, contender team, not a contenders team, but a contender, <laughs> a uh, contender. In, in the Boston yeah, uh, uprising. So yeah, the singular is... the singular is a good team. Yeah, the plural is maybe <clears throat> not as good. Yeah, so got so. It, uh, lots to be excited about uh, Toronto this season. Like I, I'm always like, you know, uh, me. It's usually Chris here who's like a big uh, Toronto fan, and, and me and, and uh, Jordan. We have to like tone him down, but but I'm I'm fully in for this for this year. They they look awesome. Yeah. I like their style. I like the personalities they have and the style of play. Of course, <clears throat> I'm 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 very um, you know optimistic about about this season for, for Toronto. They're also the kind of, of players that will just get better, I think, as, as the season goes goes uh, on, um, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, in talking to Kaluj, he did talk about the, the team as, you know, coming together, growing over the course of the season and evolving. And it feels like they use the Pro-Am as the, the true foundation. Mm-hmm to getting off on the right foot as right. the season gets underway. Like, I, and again, I, I have no clue how the Titans approached the pro-am outside of the fact that we did see some odd selection. We saw a hog. We can, we can just uh, say it like that. Yeah. But like there were, it's not like the Titans were the only one and not all teams sure. maybe took the pro-am as, as being, uh, you know, an applicable way of getting ready for the regular season. Others may have been viewing it as a means to, um, you know, mess around with the you know potential picks uh, or did they know that well we've got a new support hero coming into play and they would have probably heard some rumors as to what the support hero would oh, likely yeah. do and you know <coughs> conceivably is now going to 
I think shake things up. I would, I'm not going to say I would be shocked not to see the new hero, but based on what little I've interacted with it so far in the hands of a, an overwatch league pro, there's, um, a, you know, a lot of utility, but coming back to Toronto against Boston, what did we see Toronto do? They faced adversity mm-hmm. and unlike sort of past additions, they overcame it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, <laughs> if you remove the, uh, what was it? Summer showdown last uh, year with the Junker Queen meta where Toronto performed very well. This is the best Toronto team we've seen already. You know, mm-hmm. this is the most success yes. they've had technically, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but if you look at the statistics of, you know, the least winningest teams, Toronto is down there, right? They, they have not traditionally done well at all. Um, so, you know, I agree with everything you said. If this is the foundation, if it is upwards from here, uh, I mean, we only have, have, I don't know, excitement to look forward to. Um, I would, I would probably go out on a limb and say, you know, there will be some shift in the meta, uh, as, you know, happens with most teams where maybe we see Toronto dip a little bit. But I think for the most part, you know, this is, this is a team that's going to get better. Um, and I also think that, you know, in, in the eyes of most people, I'm hopeful that this pro-am tournament kind of, uh, elevated Toronto in their eyes too. Cause you did still have the people saying, oh, it's, you know, a contenders team getting back together and everything like that. And I think they demonstrated that, you know, their year apart distance made their hearts grow fonder. And, you know, they have, they've become stronger, uh, individually. And now they bring it all together as a unit and hopefully they can, you know, function as a unit. So, well, they won, which meant they had an opportunity to get themselves that much closer to the pro-am final um, if only getting past the Florida mayhem, which prior to the tournament, I wouldn't necessarily say that people were doubting the mayhem, but they weren't necessarily elevating them to being a <clears throat> contender, a, you know, a top tier mm-hmm. team. Uh, I know Jordan, you were pretty high on, on Florida in the first weekend of uh, Western pro action. Um, there was someone that you were really excited about. Can't put my finger on who. Um, the Florida team that Toronto faced is that is that the real deal, or is this just a culmination of a bunch of guys figuring out how to play a game really well at the opportune time to win a few bucks before the start of the season? I mean, I definitely think it's it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Overall, I think people probably had pretty similar expectations for Florida as they did for Toronto. Again, I think people probably underestimated Toronto thinking they're a contenders team getting back together. I think people probably Mm -hmm. underestimated Florida thinking it's a bit of an odd mix. You know, yeah, they've got some good parts. Yeah, we know someone was was a good, solid tank last season, an impressive one even. Did people expect to see, uh, see someone hold up as well as he did? I don't think so. Did people expect to see Checkmate perform on the level he did? I don't think so. Uh, even, you know, their support line with, with RuPaul and with uh, Chorong on Toronto last year, I don't think people expected them to be as good as, as they certainly seem to be. Um, do I think they're, you know, absolutely the, the end-all be-all this season? Probably not. Just like I said with Toronto, they'll probably dip a little bit at some point in the season or not. This might be their strongest meta 
with it being so focused on Winston and someone being a very good Winston. Uh, but overall, they they did not disappoint. That's for sure. Yeah, some funky looks that we saw. Like, Charong played a lot of flex support, mm-hmm. which I did not expect him to do at this kind of level. And, and yeah, I was also one of those people who would place them somewhere in the tier, uh, even between somewhere between the Defiant and the Vancouver Titans on a good day <laughs> and a bad day mm-hmm. for, for uh, Florida. Just because, you know, a lot of those players, if you... If you look at the roster, obviously now we we know what they're able uh, to do. But before this pro am, like you see, of course, Saman checkmate married. There's a bunch of teams now. If you look across the rosters, that just look much much better mm-hmm. on paper. We have like people who went to the finals, a bunch of role stars, MVPs all over the place. So none of this just jumps out of the page um, on on the Florida um, Florida roster like some of these other teams. And maybe that's just the thing that, that there's a bunch of guys there who are like maybe more of, of up and comers or people who are really starved to, to prove themselves. And, and it did look like if there was a team that took the program really, really seriously, uh, it was Florida because they just, you know, pull, uh, sped around through this entire tournament and, yeah. and just got through all the teams. And it's not like they had an easy path. Uh, um, all the way to the to the championship against uh, the game they played against the Gladiators. They just mm-hmm. looked better and and diffed. <laughs> and um, uh, like like you, I don't think like if we look at the end of the year, I'm not like putting all my money now on Florida. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna be a top three team. Maybe I don't know, but don't. definitely fighting for that five four. Perhaps why not? Don't reveal your cards now in terms of. Power rankings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I, they really matter. <laughs> every everything you're saying, I I agree with. I I think this proam was a really good sort of sneak peek at what's to come, um, and I think it probably, like I say, elevated the expectations for some teams. Sure. I think it probably set expectations for others, and I also think that it's. I I would hope that people look at this and don't think. Oh my gosh, Boston was out early, bottom team. You know, let's not blow things out of proportion here because we know that some teams may not have taken this incredibly seriously. Some teams were competing from a completely different region than they will be playing in, for example, the San Francisco Shock. So I think there's still a lot left uh, to be determined. But overall, I, I I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good peek into, into some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses, and... Uh, Really good, really good start to the season. Yeah, I just to the entire tournament. I really enjoyed the style, um, the fact that they got contenders involved. Uh, I, I would like to see something similar. Like if there was a midseason opportunity, I mean, whether or not there will be, who knows? But you know, when Sean joined us a couple months back, you know, he did say that. They're looking at, uh, you know, uh, further ways to to improve visibility with the entire path to pro mm-hmm. spectrum. So um, I, I'd like to see another another tournament like this. Uh, one in maybe which is serious for all teams. I mean, that's where, you know, you know, you can't force an Overwatch League franchise to to commit wholeheartedly to this if it doesn't count for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but but no, I enjoyed it. That was um, really fun. 
we'll talk more about uh, the rest of the the, the tournament uh, in the fray. Um, as far as everything else going on in the world of Toronto, Vancouver, uh, not a whole lot that we know publicly. Uh, Vancouver is hosting a community event in conjunction with the Vancouver Warriors lacrosse game. Um, it's a hero gauntlet. What's interesting is that in I think if you register for the event and you know pay to to take part, you're also given a ticket to watch the Vancouver Warriors lacrosse game. The thing is. You may miss lacrosse while you play in Hero Gauntlet. They haven't quite worked out the logistics, and their hope is that they'll have the entire gauntlet or rounds of gauntlets happen in the intermission, which just doesn't occur to me to be long enough. But hey, I'm not going to fault the Vancouver Titans for for cross pollination amongst you know brother, sister, cousin brands, or whatever the heck they happen to be. Uh, the Warriors are owned by the Aquilini family, for those that didn't know. Uh, the Toronto Defiance, um, I don't know of anything that they're doing specifically. I haven't seen anything since their, their meet and greet that they had hosted, uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, but again, it's, it's getting close to the season. Uh, season kicks off in two weeks time. And, uh, that does mean it's time to get down to, to brass tacks. Um, big shout out to Punk's mom for sending, uh, all the guys, uh, Easter candy from Purdy's. <laughs> I kind of wonder, like, did she, like, place the order online? Did she, you know, swing through town. I don't know if Purdy's is in Australia, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to take ourselves a short break before we dive into the fray. back to the pro-am florida mayhem as we already mentioned won it all which was kind of surprising how did they get there well we already knew that they had qualified for the single knockout and they proceeded to singly knock out the london spitfire the toronto defiant losing zero maps uh, only to then take on the los angeles gladiators a team that i don't think anyone had predicted would find themselves in a pro-am final uh 4-2 in Arguably a very uh, back and forth and compelling final. Now, who else was there? Well, the uprising were Toronto, as we already heard, knocked them out. Uh, the San Francisco Shock were there, and despite them having ping problems mm-hmm. and not yet being in uh, North America, uh, gave Houston a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Houston winning three two. The Gladiators took on the Atlanta Reign, another solid matchup, three two. Uh, and then uh, the Gladiators uh, beat the Houston Outlaws 3-2. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you if you take the Florida Mayhem walking their way to the final out of the picture, some very compelling and close action against teams who come from a very broad mixture of where I think expectations mm-hmm. lay. Yeah, it was... I mean, this that's kind of what I was talking about with, with you know, I think it set some expectations, it shattered some expectations, things like that, like... I look at this and the only probably disappointment out of this is London getting nothing, not even a map off Florida or anything like that. Um, Other than that, I think everything here was impressive on some level, right? I don't think many people picked uh, Toronto over Boston. 
Oh, and very you know? few, unless you were a big Toronto star. Yeah, exactly. Um, Houston yeah. over San Francisco. I think people probably picked that, but, you know, did they think San Francisco would take them right to the edge? Maybe not. Uh, Glad's over Atlanta. I doubt many people picked. Um, oh, no, I don't. The fact that the Glad's were making the single knockout, yeah. I think, was a win. That was exactly. the perceived season. Exactly. And then even when they were like, yeah, go ahead. I can. No, no, that's okay. That note later. Oh, I was just saying, like, them and a team like the Shock, they not have, like, Kevster and Proper on the team. I don't know. I don't think they even would have gotten this far. I know. It was. Um, LA must have shocked people because they did as well as they did. Um, yeah, it's just, just a, another one of these. I don't know. I, I have to assume almost nobody's bracket looked like what this wound up being. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I did learn that if uh, uh, Bad Patramari um, oh, yes. predicts your team wins, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like BP has the script and is obviously uh, throwing smoke every which way to, to Sunday. Real. It's very true. Oh. But uh, no, I mean, what else is going on in the league? Not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, there have been no official additions to the Overwatch League player tracker. So nothing I can disclose even though teams have been announcing uh maybe not to the same extent uh since the pro-am uh still have no clue if chengdu is chengdun though teams have been starting to share their uh first stage schedules and uh, uh chengdu is on mm-hmm. them or on one at least that i saw with the shanghai dragon so hey shanghai expects to play chengdu um <laughs> I don't understand why the league has not yet released the full schedule and yet teams who have seen what theirs is, or at least the schedule have started promoting it in social media. Like, again, this is just, it is so weird how there are secrets kept. There is a lack of transparency. I mean, I, 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 we talked about this when, uh, when Sean uh, Giltress was on our, our show, uh, punk's dad about, you know, it would be nice to have that, you know, increased level of, of transparency and engagement. Um, but so you know. what, what you're saying is everything is part of the course. Like it's yeah. always like it always is. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's new here. Like I, this is the thing is that <laughs> let's say there are question marks about like Chengdu or, or, you know, other teams or what have you, like there are question marks that I understand as to why you would then have a delay and why maybe the schedule is being prepared, like maybe down to like the 11th hour but then would you not be informing teams that maybe should keep it under wraps? Like, it's not like it got leaked on Reddit and, you know, someone saw something uh, at a Starbucks that they weren't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. No, it's the actual teams with their full on graphics. Like, hey, here's our first eight matches of the season and who we're playing. Yeah, it's I mean, classic, classically you can move, right? You know. All we want is some transparency. All we want is official statements from the league, and they just they just kind of leave it up to uh, you know up to the teams to do what they want, if you will. Um, it is interesting looking at the rosters because right now what we know is there's a whole bunch of teams that only have five signed players. Now, of course, mm-hmm. Baroy, GM of the Vancouver Titans, came on our show and talked about how you know teams will do player coaches and that kind of thing so that they can keep their playing roster their active roster at five and you know have someone listed as their sixth in my mind you should have to announce who that is who that sixth is if you know in vancouver's case coach Askoft is your sixth player i think you should have to put that down so that yeah. let's say you know 
for whatever reason. Well, it is. One, it has to be put down whether or not it has disclosed. to be disclosed. That's a good point. Yeah. Announcements are not required in any shape or form. That's a good point. I think only like Bebe was announced as a player coach on, on the Dragons. Yeah, I think I think you're right, which is <clears throat> funny because the Dragons... Oh, yeah, no, they, they do have six, so they did need that one. But I don't know. I, I just... I Looking at the rosters, like Vancouver's not the only one. We got Vancouver. We got Seoul, both Seoul teams. We got Vegas, London... Uh, Guangzhou, full, nope, not Florida, Dallas, even, and then Chengdu. Chengdu does actually have five people on their roster from what we know from last season, I guess. Five people who haven't received a good Exactly, buy. right? So it's <laughs> just like, is that what's going to happen? Or are they going to pull a LA Valiant? And, you know, it's going to be, going to be game day when they announce who, who their players are. Do they even announce it? Do they just, do the players just, sign in and the casters are just as shocked as the rest of us going, Oh, looks like we got uh drywall and, uh, and insulation playing today, you know, just that's a great name. Pe- people we've never heard drywall. of before or something like that. Right. Like I could see it happen. Can you tell I'm recording in my basement and just looking at random mm. objects near me? How about uh, HFMD? Is he playing yes, or not? That's right. That's right. Him and HDMI. It's, it's a mess yeah. for the casters to read out their names. Hey, and foot a- um, HVAC um, is a, uh, you know, phenomenal. Flex support. That's, you know what we need? We need another profit in on on that's the, right. uh, the soul. How we need P H R O Profit. P R O F double E T. Profit. No, no, put it put an omelet over the eye. Profit. Yeah. Put a put a an accent over one of the letters. But the, the fact that you're right, there are a number of teams who do not have, as far as we know, six, though we know, according to the that league, they have to. everyone everyone has. Well, <clears throat> one thing I have noticed, I don't think um, Sean Miller has come out with the every team is all A-OK with six Good point. Uh, start of the season. Because, I mean, they have until the start yes. of the season to disclose sure. that, right? So, And I don't know if he did what he did last year, where it's like, oh, all the teams have met the minimum number of five. Yeah, he might just not say anything um, but yeah, I mean, they have a week and a half to ensure that a sixth person is put down on the onto paper, and it mm-hmm. if it's not disclosed, I would have to think it has to show up on like the Overwatch League roster page, because if the Overwatch League is going to say you have to have six players to a standard player contract, and then they only show five people mm-hmm. on OverwatchLeague.com, as far as I'm concerned, the rule it doesn't exist. Yeah, like. It, whether or not teams are using this workaround to to make light of of a like, what is the point of the six? Yeah, quite literally. What is the point? It. I don't know. Everyone talks about competitive integrity and everything like that, and I think it's it's a little bit of a uneven playing field to say that your minimum is six, but you can get around that, right? Because some teams will and do spend the money on a sixth, and other teams won't, right? And I guess that's just how the org wants to allocate their their money, their overall totals. But to me it just it feels feels unfair honestly to mm-hmm. some teams. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is 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 what it is. I mean, it's not going to change because this podcast is spoken about. I'll show it. you. I'm going to get drywall and insulation to back me up here. Damn straight. You know what? When you when you form your franchise and uh, compete in the Overwatch League out of you know Calgary, uh, 
those are your two foundational players to build right. around. Oh, we got to have pro feet in there as well. Actually, foundation is our tank. Good solid concrete name. So, And concrete to round out the, the team. That's right. right. That's right. Concrete foundation isolation. Oh yeah, so uh, you can tell that uh, our our show is transitioning from silly season to actual season because there's a blend of both. Um, speaking of uh, silly season, uh, the uh, fourth season of Overwatch Two has gone live. Uh, in it, as the cadence uh, requires, a new hero, a support hero, uh, has been introduced. Um, when he uh, was first introduced in via leak and then the actual video, I will admit there was a whole lot of whiskey tango foxtrot because that ability looks like it can be abused. And, well, that's pretty cool. And all that kind of changed the dynamic of the game. And, you know, early comments that came out from the uh, uh, streamers and those in the community who were put under um, NDA. Uh, NDA to, to actual play and, and what have you seem to validate that. But um, one, I think this hero does make an appearance in Overwatch League action. Like oh. I, I, I kind of wonder if he is going to slide in for uh, Kiriko picks from here and there. Um, but uh, just to, to sort of talk to his, um, his kit have you guys actually, before we do, have you guys played any Overwatch today? I have not. I tried him out a little bit in the, in the, what you call it? Quick play. The practice range. I couldn't oh. get into a proper game because, like, I don't know, servers were shot on my end. Mm. Um, my impressions, ooh, it's it's a bit of a learning curve. It mm. feels a bit clunky in, in a way that, for example, whenever you... When people, when I personally tried uh, Sigma for the first time, it just there's no like flow because you need to do lots of things, yeah. and and you need to take out your your shield. And then for for Sigma, I remember it was really awkward to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Right, it was. So that's kind of how it feels uh, right now to switch between healing and damage and, and just dispersing those heals. It's like a click and release. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. And and if you're not like actually targeting anyone it just doesn't go anywhere it's it doesn't feel good well, on on your you know on your brain right now perhaps yeah. with time as you play and you practice it gets better but just like some heroes just instantly you get it like, like a soldier oh i shift boom i i go up the railgun he's like the complete opposite of that well the skill curve for a hero like life weaver I think it's significant to your point. Like the, there's complexity, like who else do you hold to power up something and then also ensure that you target? Otherwise it's yeah. not a Symmetra. Um, a, the, <laughs> a lot is going on. Well, maybe but, but Symmetra, I can toss a ball into the great beyond. She also has a microwave, right? So. It, <clears throat> yeah. Assist. Like, I mean, so just going, the reason I asked about the kit is if you've had experiences, because I, I don't know of another hero who has as ba- Baptiste, com- perhaps, well, even Baptiste doesn't have this complex level of a kit. No, like, so- not, not as complex, but lots of things going on. I remember playing like, oh, I shoot and heal. And that's the, the issue I have with, with Dreamio mm-hmm. because these two basic things are very weird. And with, with Baptiste, you can just do right click, left click. But then, oh, he can also jump. Oh, wait, I have this uh, immortality. Oh, there's a shift as well. 
but with yeah, with super jump and dream uh, what, life life weaver. Life weaver. <laughs> I keep calling them lifesaver, but dream weaver. There's a that's like dream a flash thing, right? Uh, that's right. Anyway, uh, Adobe going to do a life weaver parody. Adobe dream weaver. So that's pretty old. I don't think it's the old is it not around? Thing. Still, no, it still exists. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, my day job still has a license. Well, you're on a government uh, <laughs> position, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, it just felt weird. Uh, honestly, I did not get into playing him. Like, his primary yeah. fire feels almost like a Ramatra. Kind of, you shoot <laughs> these thorns. Healing does feel weird. Like, I didn't yeah. like So, it. here, let me just talk about his kick. Before we actually talk about his kit, uh, <laughs> healing blossom, hold the charge. That's the healing burst. The actual damage, thorn volley. It's a you know rapid fire of spread. Um, then you have the pedal platform, which is a very think of it like an elevator. <laughs> that when you walk over it, it activates, kind of like how elevators do in the game. It's just it doesn't come back and down. It looks like a flower. Um, yeah, it looks okay. Whatever. Uh, rejuvenating dash. So you can support yourself by dashing, which allows you sort of a quick move um, and lightly heal yourself. Uh, you have your life grip. Now, this is the troll ability that ha- had been thought to have been something that you would have to acknowledge. No. Uh, but what the life grip does is it grabs an ally and pulls them to your location, protecting them as they travel. In the hands of those who embrace the responsibility, it's a very effective tool. There are very few of those responsible players in my mind who've unlocked the battle pass and are playing it. <laughs> uh, you have the Tree of Life, which is the ultimate. And uh, the Tree of Life is essentially healing everyone, continues healing them, and has so much health it's very hard to drop. And, oh, by the way, if you kill a Life Weaver... He drops a gift that heals the first enemy or ally to pick it up, which is really cool when you're like brawling and your life weaver thinks it's cool to hang out like with you in the brawl and then drops like a mega on the ground. That essentially means your fight's over. And it also looks like a um, flower. I, yes, looks like a flower. I'm not bitter. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I haven't got to play him yet. I'm excited to try him out. The interesting thing you- about so much of what you said is if you take a lot of these more complex characters down to their basic sort of thing, at least this is kind of how I judge a character a lot of the time. If you take a character down to its basic abilities, is it still useful? <clears throat> so remove the life grip, remove the pedal, remove his dash. Is his heal, because that's his primary role, does it do enough on its own? If yes, people will learn to work with him. If no... We're not going to see him too much, and they're going to probably I, buff him in some way, right? I think I think his heal is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly, when I, you know, the way I play Reinhardt, you, you can tell whether or not you've got you know Grandmaster Decent healers not, on your yeah. team, and I feel that his heal output mm-hmm. is is great. But the the issue I have here, it's the the not so much the issue with the life grip when used correctly. Mm-hmm. It's the troll ability. Like so yeah. many quick play matches, you got people who are like, you know, pulling someone off of the high ground. Um, I'm, I've got essentially uh, all of their supports on the ground after I've popped my alt. And what am I finding myself being pulled mm-hmm. to away from them? Mm-hmm. Like, 
and that that's the frustrating part. You know, it, it's actually for me, it's more frustrating than a May who throws up a wall yeah. in front of him. Well, what about Ilias Well or or maps like that? Well, the, so <laughs> I have yet to actually play on Well. Um, all the maps that I was playing today in QP <laughs> didn't um, have bottomless pits. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. The closest that Lucky we you. had was like University. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have that sort of upper area. Yeah. Um, but again, on that map, we had a life weaver who was playing it very effectively. Um, but it, it, yeah, I, I, again, that might just be the early days and maybe it'll balance out. I, I just, it needs an acknowledge. Like I, I should not be, or a cancel, like give me a timer and tell me I have to hit something to cancel the pull. But that that's like not solved by the issue I'm having with this uh, particular skill. Say I'm 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 a, I'm a DPS uh, player. I'm I'm on Genji. I, I move around all over the place. I don't have mm-hmm. the time. I'm trying to flank their healers. I don't have the time to like. Oh, wait a minute. There's a there's a bubble in here. Do I confirm? Do I cancel? Yeah, it needs to be immediate. It needs to be. I saw. Instinct. But then, that, so what did I see? A nano Genji. Getting yeeted Get pulled out. back to team. Oh man, that's that's a really bad one. Exactly. Right, like he 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 dash. He's in the air, like the prototypical Nano Genji mm-hmm. event. And as he's coming to ground, yoinked back. And perhaps you know, perhaps there's merit to that particular choice. Maybe there was a uh, maybe he was about to die. Maybe uh, he no. was about to get slept because you know there, no. there's a there's a you'll never win this argument as <laughs> as uh, um, you know life. Life Weaver, yeah, Man, I got, I yeah. No, I mean, like, that. if if this is the thing though, is it, it's not if it was like a one off, like you know those like a bad Maywall, yeah. like yeah, hammer and Maywall boink down. Okay, that has happened. It's just it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's constant and it like you get that constant troll, that's the frustrating part. Like I, I feel like that's the that ability has so much. Um, interaction with whether or not the game is going to be fun. Yeah. Yes, we never had an ability that like lets you affect someone on your team, especially their movement, yeah. as much as this before ever. Yeah. And that's the the worrisome part, right? Because I saw like even ML Seven play a little bit with this hero, and he's an amazing uh, uh, support player. He was definitely using all his skills, considering the time he had to to play around with it. He, he's amazing. And yet, even him playing with with these uh, um, with his teammates, they're like, "Oh, what?" They're like confused at first, and <laughs> they're like shocked at what's going on. Mm-hmm. You you, you kind of get abducted by by aliens almost. Yeah, like that's someone exactly who what it is. You up. It's the lateral alien tractor. Beam. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. I like it that it's a shield, so definitely it's not gonna yeah cause you instant death unless you're like thrown into a pit after. Well, it gets, you get pulled back to Life Weaver. The only way I could see you getting thrown into a pit is Life Weaver standing like on the edge of, let's say, well. What's its range like? It pops the ability. Like, could you reach across the well and pull someone so it's that they like just fall right hog. in? Is it like hog's like hook? hook? Yes. It's, yeah. it's, wow. it's like a hog hook. Yeah, essentially, uh, it's, if, if you're up against hog and you have a Life Weaver on your team, <laughs> and that Life Weaver <laughs> is, you know, messing with the dark side yeah. of the force. Yeah, it, it, it'd be like playing, like you volleyball know, or was something? it eight hogs one yeah, well? yeah. Just pull you across the well and then pull you back across the well. Imagine you're a Ryan player and you're you're shattering and you just get pulled away from like that. <laughs> that that game, happened to me. Though that, that one time, I believe, was a mistake because that 
like up to that point, everything was, was working really well as sort of a, a team, but I mean, I, I, again, I play a lot of quick play and maybe that's where I'm because why I'm seeing all of the, the troll. <clears throat> What other weird interactions but, can we think of here that would be? Like, I mean, there's, there's very jarring. There's so many. Mercy well, going the, for for a res. The, the pedal platform. Yeah, like the platform. If you're if the pedal gets put under yeah. you, it's an instant activation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that one. This this kit is so interesting because actually, I think Alex, I think you touched on it, but like it's the first character that truly affects the positioning of your own team in any significant way. Right. Because I mean, yes, you could argue Maywall does, but Maywall comes and goes and you don't see it that actively in a fight or anything like that. Whereas this actually takes you from what you're doing and moves you potentially in harm's way, potentially out of harm's way. And then on top of that, like you could throw the pedal in front of you, you could drag someone back and then send them up in the air. Like, it is, it's, it's very interesting what they're doing here. And this, exactly. And this, this character is honestly probably one of the most unique characters we've seen in a long time. You, you know, when, when they released Ramatra, a lot of people said, well, it's obvious this guy's a brawl character, right? He's in the vein of a Reinhardt, in the vein of yeah. maybe a Junker Queen kind of back, you know, when she was still decent. Um, and things like that. And, and his kid is so different from any. It, it almost, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of another two characters that are similar and, and I don't think there are any, right? Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Then the other side of it too is, um, I'm sure we all remember trolling. Well, I mean, trolling is one thing. It's, it's going to happen. I I don't know what they would do to solve that, that problem. Honestly, the thing that comes to my mind is like, is there some way it could be situational? So he can only use that ability if, an enemy ult is going off or something like that. Oh, it's, it's actually yeah. disabled until the game detects, Oh, there's a Hanzo dragon coming at you and now you can do it. So yes, technically you could still pull your teammate in harm's way, but maybe it's completely disabled until that happens. Now that kind of, you know, negates a lot of the usefulness of his ability because then yeah, you can't even get out of the way of uh, a widow or something, right. From getting a headshot. Yeah. So I, it, it would change things drastically, but Maybe there's something that there. I don't know. I, I obviously I'm not a developer. I don't know, but it's the, the, the trolls that they're licking their fingers right now. <laughs> well, you know, you know it's happening. And and that's the thing. Think about how many ults are essentially instant death. Like I've got the character list up right now. You pull someone into Cassidy's uh, line of sight. You pull someone into a diva bomb. You pull someone into the range of Doomfist Slam. You pull someone uh, in front of an Echo, and now you've got a duplicate. You pull someone in front of a Genji or um, uh, into a Nano Blade. You pull someone in front of Hanzo's Dragons. You pull someone in front of uh, Junkrat's uh, tire. Like, well, the, it's the ridiculous. I mean, though, because like, you're you're invulnerable when you're being pulled. Yeah, like that. There would that that to me. What you're describing is all very possible, but now you know how well the timing would have to be for that to work in, in conjunction. Does like the I, shield last after you've been pulled, or is it gone as soon as the pull uh, is done? A, there's a there's a slight. It's kind of like a, you know, like a res okay. and a like. There's this bit of a delay. Like, yeah, and I don't know if that's just a server side delay, right. but there's a slight difference because yeah. um, I, I got pulled into a shatter that didn't knock me okay. down. Um, but then, but then but suddenly like, Reinhardt is slamming his hammer on your head. 
Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I, why did I get pulled? I honest to goodness think it's like, well, the tanks on me, I'm going to bring my tank. Yeah. And as a support character, is that not a fair move? Oh, I, I'm not like I wasn't upset yeah. by that. Like that that when that occurred, mm-hmm. I under, like I you understand understood like I understood what was likely happening. Yeah. And again, like in this particular match, up to that point, um, our our you know Life Weaver was using the pedal to get us out mm. and away from the Hanzo alt, yeah. uh, using the pull to get us out of a Zarya mm-hmm. alt, like. We were seeing Ooh. a very effective use of it. So in that particular scenario, I don't think the hammer yeah, down yeah. had been expected. Right, right, right. No, and yeah. So, but I, I, I want to make it very clear. I am completely fine with the hero. Oh, yeah. It's just this one ability and how it can empower the trolls. Yeah. That's going to frustrate. You're not me. wrong, and not even like, not even like the problem is. I think the amount of of these instances happening by mistake or True. like miscalculation is going to out. You know, it's going to happen so much more yeah. than by uh, uh, trolling, and and you know how sensitive some people can get. Like, oh, th- you you caused me to to fail at what I was trying to do, mm-hmm. and they're going to yeah. be you know become toxic and things like that. That could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's weird, uh, especially that like this game is so much around mobility, mm-hmm. and there's so many characters. That have uh, uh, such importance to the cooldowns of their movement, uh, like a Phara or like a, an Echo. And once you you have another, you lose agency of that, even for an instant. Yeah. That could really, you know, mess up your 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 rhythm. Pull a Phara out from the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I think it'll it'll be very interesting to see the pros play this. And and I haven't honestly watched any streams or anything. But it'll be really exciting to see people who are very good with this character and who do work as a team uh, use him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we even see mistakes on the pro side where, oh, they threw up a Maywall and they miscalculated a little bit, little bit and surprise, they trapped the Diva Bomb with their team, right? We even see that at a pro level. So I'm sure there will be mistakes and everything. Well, and, it'll be fun to yeah, see. Yeah, and I... And I just want to reiterate, like, I, I, I don't get upset oh, yeah. by mistakes. No, I know. It's the constant. Oh, yeah. it, for me, like, I play quick play to chill yeah. and have a good time, and it just drives me nuts when there are those who are there to completely disrupt. Mm-hmm. And as much as, you know, Blizzard can say, oh, our system is designed to, uh, you know, weed these players out, yeah. like, there are far too many to suggest the system is working all that effectively. Or if it is, there are far too many ways to circumvent the mm-hmm. system that's in in place but uh, again uh, this type of hero design i'm all mm-hmm. for it make make the complexity exist provide com- um you know a significant skill curve uh kits it, it's fine by me mm-hmm. uh we also saw a new map which we weren't expecting to see now i put an asterisk in the, this because it's only available in arcade it's the uh the community designed map uh, that we're getting an opportunity to try out. Um, but uh, it technically means they gave us two things for free in a season. Although uh, the uh, hero isn't actually free until you get to that point in the battle pass, which having not paid for the uh, premium pass, uh, I've learned two very um, interesting things. The XP gain is so much slower um without that that battle pass oh yes because the last you know the last three have had a battle pass and much faster um i knew there was a 
percentage, but that percentage you can actually feel it. It's very noticeable. Uh, and then did you to, complete the previous battle pass, by the way? Oh yeah, I've been, man, I've been. I did too. I've been getting like my my name tags. Um, not all of them, but uh, but yeah, no, I've been completing them. This one will be if I complete it, might be much nearer to the end of the season. Presuming I'm still playing. But um, what else did we get? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, in the patch, there were some adjustments. If you watch the video introducing sort of the season, um, the big, very noticeable adjustment was that Brig suddenly gets a Reinhardt-style shield. And people are like, oh, <laughs> is this maybe a, you know, something to do with PvE? No, it actually has to do with her. When she pops a rally, her shield grows, um, which is kind of neat, but... Have you ever seen a Brig pop rally to use her shield? <laughs> you will now. <laughs> Maybe like, just to well, boop uh, away or like. Yeah, like I mean the the the. I mean, yeah, we will now. But how many Brigs out there have popped rally to go like ham? Do you think they're going to remember? There's a right click option outside of what you know Omni had suggested was to boop. Like. I mean, I, I like it. I just, it's, it's a weird in introduction, but maybe there's a significant use that can be applied and we'll see it in the defensive, like the defensive rally beyond the, here's your armor boost. I don't want anyone to die type thing. Um, my, my thoughts on it is just like dread from it, run, run from it. Doesn't matter. Double shield is, is coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, but only like when, when Brig popped a rally in the hands of a competent Brig, you don't want to mess with mm-hmm. her. Uh, maybe now because her, her rally doesn't heal her like it used to. Um, but we'll, here, I'll, I'll get to it in a moment. So just going through all the uh, adjustments. So Reinhardt, uh, he's seen a slight nerf. Uh, his uh, armor has uh, gone down while his base health has gone up. But the trade-off is uh, a difference of 25. Uh, so he is a little bit weaker. Uh, Sigma uh, impact uh, damage from his accretion, the rock, has uh, been dropped, and the uh, knockdown duration, though, was increased, but I still feel that this is kind of a nerf because, yes, you're down on the ground for just that slightly bit longer, but the actual damage and the impact is likely not going to be as significant as it once was. Um, Cassidy, uh, <laughs> a subtle nerf, um, both with his health and his uh, magnetic grenade, which, you know, if you throw it, we'll find anyone on the map, it seems. <laughs> Sombra, her her EMP now disables Blizzard. Like, I swear, every patch, her EMP stops one more alt. Um, but, I mean, it kind of makes sense that you can disable Blizzard. Because, you know, she's tossing out her little, you know, electronic friend. The EMP should be able to stop that. And they also disable Activision. Pew! Uh, your game just Anna, <laughs> when Anna sleeps a tank that tank's getting up pretty darn quick I don't like this like I, I understand yeah like I understand that the intent with this is to sort of align how tank players are you know like they have the knockback reduction and what have you but like if if I sleep a tank there's one of two things that is occurring one I'm throwing that sleep towards the front line mm-hmm. And I happen to hit a tank, but two, that tanks in my face and I need to get out of Dodge. And what did you do? You just made it that much harder for me to actually get out of Dodge before the tank wakes up. And <clears throat> I hate my it. Life I, think, miserable. I, I think it's dumb. I agree. <laughs> um, Brig. So 
when she pops rally, yeah, she gets the massive shield, but she also gains a hundred restorable armor health. Uh, but her, her actual temporary health no longer builds. So you're, you're getting the, the armor. You're not getting the, the temporary health. Um, her, uh, barrier when she pops her alt is not only bigger, it is stronger. Um, her shield bash can hit multiple people and actually does provide a brief stun. And, uh, her bonus movement though, is, has been reduced. She doesn't run around like she's on, you know, Lucio crack, but still moves around pretty quick. What was their justification for this patch? Like, I don't so the developer comments, yeah. uh, Rally lost some of its power with the change from granting allies additional armor to temporary health and overall took a relatively long time to build up its defensive benefits. This rework is intended to keep it as a defensive ultimate ability, but with a more immediate impact due to a gaining increased armor health pool up front and the enhanced barrier, which can be utilized to block for team lights while their temporary health builds or interrupt enemies with a stun. So there, there's like, oh, well, she she's a support hero and her ultimate really didn't support the team. Uh, except it. But Dead. to me, like you've you <laughs> you've just given her the ability to go ham even better. Like, oh, I can stun, I can disrupt, I can hit more than one person with a bash. Like, but the thing is, she can't. Like, she loses her flail, right? So yes, she can protect with her shield and she can bash. But outside of that, she's not doing a whole lot, right? I mean, well, she's, it's the it's the disrupt. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, this to me strikes me as almost silly. I, I don't, I don't, I think they'll roll this back or, or change it completely in some yeah. other way. I just don't think it will be effective. Like if they're trying to increase her pick rate, I actually think she was pretty decent before. Um, you know, she yeah, was, she I was performing I okay. I don't really know why they felt the need to change this, this drastically. Right. I don't, I don't know. If she was decent. But I don't, you're right. I, I agree. I don't believe a, like, this is a rework. Yeah, it, it really is. And I mean, the other thing too is like, I can say, and maybe this is, I mean, I'm low ranks, but I can say there were specific instances where I would switch to Brig based on what I was playing against or based on how my team was doing against what I was playing against. And I would switch to Brig knowing that, okay, just, I don't know, maybe an example, but, uh, they have a sim. And for whatever reason, nobody seems to be taking out these turrets. I will switch to Brig because she gets them in one swipe kind of thing. Um, and like, she will still do that. So is anything really going to change? I don't think so. You know, it's, it's just confusing to me. If you ask me, yeah. um, I found that when her, her, her alt pops, it's the entire team. It, it's, it, it's a very aggressive it, move. Like, yeah, like she pop, like if she pops mm-hmm. off, now it's her and the yeah, team I guess moving in a swarm. It's an like engage it's, kind of thing. It, yeah. So like in the support sense, yeah. because everyone is now empowered mm-hmm. and the fact that she can disrupt so significantly. Yeah. It's a lot easier to bring people down. It's almost. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at some other sports, you know, BAPS, uh, ult is kind of a Q2 engage. Kariko's is definitely. Lucio's yeah, like, is. BAPS, BAPS window doesn't no, of course. move. Yeah, of course. Right? Like Briggs, mm-hmm. Briggs moving. In fact, it's like a ball of hurt. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it feels like a Brig version of uh, Ramatra. I guess what I'm kind of thinking, and again, this kind of comes back to Lifeweaver and talking about his kit and everything. I try to group the most of the characters into 
what is their, I don't know, different categories, right? With supports, you can group them into what do their ults do? Is this an engage? Is this a defensive thing? With Ana, it allows your team to engage. With BAP, it allows your team to engage. With Brig, it now does. Maybe Rally wasn't before. Um, I don't know. Whereas someone like... Well, Rally allowed Brig to engage. Yeah, exactly. Whereas someone like Zen is more of a, a backup plan, a, oh crap, they're ulting kind of save the team, right? Yeah. So maybe they're trying to bring her more in line with other characters in that sense. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to find reason here. Well, she wasn't the only support that saw changes. Uh, Mercy had some adjustments. Now, with Mercy, they uh, adjusted her healing um, primary from 45 to 55, though now healing's no longer increased for allies under half health, whereas it was before with her Caduceus staff. Her Guardian Angel is now been reduced from 2.5 to 1.5 seconds. Um, and then Valkyrie, um, she uh, does have her passive healing. So previously, when you put Valk, you lost your passive heal, which meant if you were taking damage and you zoomed away, you did not actually get any of that health back um, until such time as your alt popped uh, or your support uh, uh, pair were to help you. Um, but like Mercy is in this sort of weird state where, honest to goodness, if they make any further changes, they'll magically bring back the mass res uh, where she hides to, you know, win win the game late uh moira this one's fun uh coalescence <laughs> used to be she popped coal and you knew that you either stayed out of the way of the beam or you just killed her now she can fade during coal yes she can hey. <laughs> <laughs> um and then her biotic grasp the heal is actually increased so what it was before is if i healed you there was like a two <clears throat> second linger now up to three the sustain that you can get from an effective moira right now is is huge i didn't realize how much one additional second of that feels until i had a real effective moira uh, on my side Hmm. eh? who proceeded to pop coalescence and then the uh what's her name Uh, sojourn popped alt and moira just faded the hell out of dodge (laughs) Whereas in the past, oh, well, Moira's got this giant beam to help you find her to put one into our head, right? And now she just disappears. Uh, one one thing I miss on the Overwatch website, uh, they used to have, along with all the characters, you could click on them. And it had like a three-star rating uh, about how easy or difficult they were. And they don't have that anymore. And I was actually looking to see what they rated Lifeweaver. I don't think they've had it for a while, but. I wanted to see. Well, I, th- I think it's in game or actually I have to be honest. It's been a long time since I hit F1. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, other changes that uh, happened. Uh, map pools are peace be with you. All maps are in rotation. Yeah. Um, they changed some lightning, introduced lighting on, on some. Um, and this is something we're going to see throughout the evolution of the live service game. So what that means is like, you know, blizzard world previously we had like rain now in this season, it's morning. So that that's the change. Um, but it does also introduce like a Hollywood. We're going to have a night version, which they say is new, but wasn't Hollywood a night version for the Halloween event. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So I just want a um, night version of midtown. I, I feel like this map should have been night nighttime to start with. 
We'll see how no, it goes. It's, it, I don't know what it was before, but it's morning in this season. Um, competitive side, there were some updates there. So uh, Omni is going to be so happy <laughs> that uh, your uh, Decay has no more, at least overseas. It's not true. He plays for uh, uh, Boston now. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, uh, and then there are others like, um, the number of competitive points you get, um, based on where you end and, um, the ability to, um, be in top 500 requires at least a minimum of 25 matches, which would have never occurred to me to be an issue, but there must've been a handful of people out there who, ah, new season, play my couple. I'm already up there. Boom. I let my record stand. <laughs> Um, and then competitive lever penalty changes, which have been uh, adjusted are apparently going to have a much broader negative effect on a, a player's, not only tier, but uh, division. Ooh. So there's a few other things, but that's the bulk of them. If you haven't downloaded the patch yet, it's massive. Just so you know, it's like they re- rewrote the game. Um, I think they actually referenced it in the patch. They notes. made Brig so much bigger. Remember the shield, big shield now, big patch, big shield, mm. big patch. Oh, I, I didn't mention stranded spawn. So you know how it used to be like on escort where the spawn you would spawn and suddenly you were like, well, I'm screwed. Um, mm. Now what happens is when you're on defend, if you happen to spawn in the room and that spawn room disappears, there's still a protective barrier. So, so long as you don't leave the room, you're protected and you have a short period of time to go and activate like a teleporter to go back Mm -hmm. to the uh, new spawn to rejoin. Oh, you can actually move back? Yeah. So that Gibraltar was brutal for that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so like, you know, in that first, they're coming through doors and you're just getting tapped as you come out of the, because there was no, no way to take yourself out of line of sight. You can just engage and now you're going to rejoin your team. Man, just, just remembering Gibraltar and realizing how I haven't played in like feels like ten years. <laughs> what you realize how how much I I hated uh, the map pools. I'm glad they're gone. So, <laughs> Still need a map vote system, if you ask me. Put us in the lobby. They let us also vote. come on. Also need to bring back Hanamura, Anubis, and, and Horizon in some <laughs> different shape of form, please. Well, they they continue to use uh, Hanamura like uh, sort of background images and what have you in a lot of their maybe even Volskaya and and Paris. Just redo them, keep the feel and the assets and music and all that stuff because that's great. I I still to this day remember that first video where weather effects were going to have a great impact on your game, and they showcased Anubis in a sandstorm, yep. and I'm like, "This great. is unreal." I am so glad they kept that. They they do have like I, I remember first time uh, playing in the Blizzard world in in the rain yeah. map. It looked awesome. Like yeah, you cannot do it as intensely as in that reveal video because that's already hurting your your visibility but just a little <laughs> bit you know just, just sprinkle a little bit of the sand there that'll be awesome maybe for pve for sure they're gonna they can like i think that's where we'll see the go crazy impact, for it yeah but just add a little bit of uh <laughs> sand or, or snow or like what they're doing now for um some of the maps and i'm happy also that on top of the map uh pulls going away that like for example, I don't know if they're gonna keep it or maybe it was a bug. Like last season, you could get, you could have gotten 
at King's Row either in the night or in the evening, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I hated when they, they just glued it to the same time of, uh, of day for the entire season. I thought that the entire point of it is to make it feel fresh and not like, uh, you know, yeah. outstay its welcome. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the, the way the um, patch notes are listed doesn't indicate what it does. I mean, I guess it does. Like it does say, here's the map for lighting for the season. Um, <laughs> and it's very specific as to the map and the time of day. And none of the maps themselves are duplicated. So instead of map pools, we now have seasonal map uh, times of day. And okay, weather, so it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It, the so the map pool doesn't exist, but yeah. the weather pool and exactly. lighting pool exactly. exists. Mm. Yeah. So you'll have you'll have breakfast time for Dorado for an entire season, and then it'll switch to nighttime. It took it took they took the season word literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Here we are at the end of an episode. It's our last off-season episode, and what I mean by that is we'll be back again next week. Uh, so throughout the off-season, we're every two weeks. This is uh, the end of that because next week we will have our Power Rankings episode. Oh. RSP Power Rankings are the best Power Rankings out there in the entire community because we use the power of science. I mean, the silence that you guys just sort of laid into that. <laughs> I'm I'm still torn about, are we going to do it for the whole 20 teams or just separate it, APAC well, and NA? Because this no, season full teams. is... Full teams. All full. teams. Okay. Yeah, I, I say all, we'll do the entire... But the, the, what I think we should do is instead of spending so much time on every individual team, is I think we should sort of, you know, accept that teams are in tiers and focus on the tiers. So just if it's otherwise we're gonna just, have a just four hour, three hour episode, episode or bust. Just do your 20, 20 rankings and we'll add the tiers in after. We'll split them. Yeah, says <laughs> says the guy who doesn't have to produce. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um just just record it perfectly, you know, for the first time. I mean that's what Alex and I do, Chris. I don't know about you, but oh. uh, I mean you guys don't pay me enough. True. Where am I gonna put Chengdu on this list though? Hmm. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'll have to think on that. Hey, there's an entire week between now and then for an announcement let's, to have let's just assume and see like the cracked now. roster they've been hiding we'll, behind the scenes. Or for this episode's sake, we'll just assume they have the roster that we have on our spreadsheet. Yeah, so that puts them at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but Jinmo, I think he kind of say good said goodbye before and i don't know i don't know <laughs> we still <laughs> we still have players that have announced they've retired on that list yeah, yeah so that's <laughs> true anyhow uh what final words of wisdom do you guys have for our listeners this week at tank concrete dps profit and hfmd support duo installation and drywall that's a hell of a roster you just uh, read out there. They're going to beat out Chengdu for sure. You know what's what's funny is I had almost that exact thing written out <laughs> and was about to say exactly <laughs> that. The <clears throat> only addition I have is that this team is called the Calgary Crowbars. And, of course, Crow. they will be replacing the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, we can have HDMI mm. as a coach. 
Yes, we, we have we have one player coach. But we we don't talk so much about that. You know, it's only five players, so. and we can add Jinmo because sure, Jinmo can come along. He's cracked at Genji, and that's kind of that's cool. right. So, I got I got a question for you guys here. If you're Canadian when you go into the washroom, and you're Canadian when you come out of the washroom, what are you when you were in the washroom? I know this one. Oh my, I don't know this one. Let me think. Sounds like a good one. Um, when you're in the washroom, uh, yeah, if you're Canadian, when you go into the washroom, I guess you're Canadian. When you come out of the washroom, what are you in the washroom? Still Canadian. <laughs> do, do you want me to say it? Jordan? Do you, I do Jordan? know the answer to this one. European. That's right. <laughs> It's a good one. It's a I good mean, one. in fairness, <laughs> it's good. you might be more than that, but you're definitely European. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Uh, I was wondering. Oh, if wait, I wait. What if you're a? <laughs> okay, look what you just. This is the type of now thing he's got to bleep that out. He's got to go back. He'll spend take him hours just to find it. <laughs> I've been, I've been oh, out for too long. Uh, the heck this is kind of like I mean, do i just change the rating and accept that you know we're going to be blacklisted on apple because you dropped a the s nobody's going to catch us i mean man at this point nobody's catching us don't worry <clears throat> hey so you say that guaranteed someone will be like oh my goodness and they would report us and that's a big deal to apple <laughs> like one report for that drops the episode completely i'm gonna pull a life weaver and self-report yeah. <laughs> wasn't the, wasn't this the episode where we talked about chlamydia or was that was that before the show <laughs> gonorrhea <laughs> i think <laughs> i think both came up before the show and hey, hey how about that uh, uh, on the show how about that chicken that crossed the road now that the nba the basketball NBA court. playoffs are back <laughs> yeah oh man what do you the basketball do court <laughs> sure <laughs> You know, thankfully, it's all happening now when all the kids have fallen asleep because their sultry voices uh-huh. have put them there better than calmer headspace can. But, but still, um, if you've you've made it this far and the jokes haven't turned you off, uh, we've got plenty more in our back catalog, which you can find at readysetpone.com. Uh, we're also on Discord where we talk about all sorts of things. Discord slash readysetpwn. And you can find us in every podcast application. So please, if you do click us and subscribe to us, we like subscribers, uh, but you can do something even better by uh, telling a friend about us and getting them to subscribe too. But on behalf of Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, the host of the one man watch point podcast, Omni at Omni strife, myself, Chris at light force signing off with catchphrase. Thank you.